Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for some pop culture talk as we are talking the ultimatum, colon, marry or move on, uh, Netflix's latest uh, reality TV offering. Uh, joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I am very excited to talk about this television show. All right. And rounding out the trifecta, as always, when we're talking reality TV, Jess Brady, how the hell are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. I would like all the listeners and you fine fellows to know that I have a metal water water tumbler with a brushed <laughs> metal top on it. So I am here for the reality shows of dating yeah. of Netflix. Here we you go. Know, you didn't spring for the gold Do one? You have a sippy cup? You have a <laughs> it is not a sippy cup. But it is a very large uh, tumbler with a straw, so I do sip from it, so it kind of counts. Yep, I think that's fair. So this show, uh, The Ultimatum, I gotta tell you, this show reminded me so much of uh, one of my all-time favorite shows called uh, True Blood. Now, you may ask yourself, Matt, why do two shows that have absolutely nothing in common (laughs) remind you of each other? Uh, and I'm glad you asked that question because I will say that uh, I love this show the exact same way that I love True Blood in that I loved it because I hated it so goddamn much. This was an awful show. Like, it was awful. The setup is terrible. The premise is terrible. And the people on the show are awful and terrible, but I couldn't look away. I could not look away. I kept right through this whole thing. I will say this about the show uh, from the perspective of the cast. When we were talking about Love is Blind, season two, the last time that the three of us did this, there were people on that cast who I'm like genuinely cheering for. I'm like, oh, I really like this person. I hope things turn out well for them. You know, Deep T or Natalie. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you seem like a cool person. I, I hope things turn out well for you and I hope you don't get involved with these people that you're currently involved in, which they didn't. Good. Uh, With this show, there was less of that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Far and away, yeah. This show desperately needed a deep tea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was not a lot of people like, oh, I I think you're great. But was I able to stop watching? No, of course not. No, I, I, I wonder, because the big moment in this show for me, and I guess spoiler alert, we should say, although I don't know why you'd be listening to this Ultimatum podcast if you haven't got through at least most of it. I, I suspect, and this is, a, this is my hot take on the show, I wonder if the nonsense that happened at the end of the first episode leading into the second episode that basically broke the format of the show uh, with it ending with uh, Hunter proposing to Alexis and Vanessa and Nick Lachey just going like, what? and then looking off screen to the producers being like, can they do that? <laughs> like, can they even do this? Right? Like, what the hell just happened? I dare say if that moment never happened that this show is not nearly as possible or, or is not nearly as successful or popular because it's pretty good. It was number one on on Netflix for like a couple of weeks there, which is is pretty good staying power for a Netflix show um, where every time you log in, it seems like there's a different top 10 uh, hour to hour. I I just, I I wonder, I very much wonder if that nonsense that happened at the the end of this uh, first episode leading into the second, if that does not occur and this just kind of has a generic we all pick somebody, I wonder if that helped this because it wasn't great but i'm also weirdly curious to see like i i think the show would have been better if that guy if hunter didn't do that because i i was interested to see how the formula of the show would have went if all six couples had have had have swapped but uh that said we we also would have been robbed of nate's just all-time reality tv show meltdown two minutes later which was just iconic i don't know what do you what do you make of that jeff oof there's a lot to digest there in those first couple of episodes when everything is kind of uh being introduced to us as viewers and yeah i I think you're right that that dramatic twist was the couples were uh starting to pair off with alexis and hunter and lauren and nathan uh if that i mean it it definitely upped the ante in terms of what the heck they were going to do next and and people wanting to see well how is this going to play out with april and colby because they really weren't each other's first choices but it ended up being the two of them together and i i think that was interesting to see how even as the pair coming together and being hooked up 
Uh, they each went on their own development journeys, even though they weren't really tied together romantically in their development. And it still posed issues for their partners, especially, I'm sure we're going to get into uh, Madeline and Colby eventually. Oh, Lord. Um, but, you know, even it wasn't even April and, and his relationship that caused friction. It was him and a random girl at the bar. <laughs> so... <laughs> And also April with uh, a random uh, gentleman who approached her and wanted to get her number. So there were still moments of um, uh, craziness and tension, even though those two, April and Colby, weren't really into each other. So it just kind of goes to show you that uh, even with those kind of wild cards thrown in there with the twist with uh, the, the other two couples, still lots of potential for drama. And you mentioned something there, and, and I'm glad you did, about the the wild amount of stuff that happened off camera on this show, which is something that they've got to clean up for the ultimatum season two that I assume we will be eventually getting because this is something the bachelor personally could never get away with. You can't get away with having all of your most dramatic moments happening off screen and then people just talking about them and then we're just supposed to take it all at face value like you can't do that a reality show and this happened multiple times there was um allegedly zay and colby were were you know or like zay was encouraging colby to hit on randoms at the at the bar and then he did and made out with them and that became a thing uh, allegedly uh, uh ray or uh Ray was dancing at the club and, and Jake was filming it and then that April found out about it and that set that off. But like instead of actually seeing that, we, we had we had April acting it out for us in a confessional booth. And 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 the biggest bomb of everything, which you know led to a hilarious reality TV moment, but the biggest bomb was allegedly Madeline and uh, Randall made out off screen. And I'm sorry, but you cannot be missing out on stuff like this, right? So apparently you can do all the interesting stuff off camera, which does not work for a reality TV show. And it's just, you, you've got to clean that up next year. I don't know. These people should have GoPros strapped to them is what I think. I don't know. What, what did you make of that, Craig? Uh, yeah, that wasn't the best. And look, I get that this is not something that's as... Um, in, in Bachelor world, basically mm -hmm. production owns those people for the length of the time <laughs> they're on the true. show. Fair, fair enough. They can't escape. They can't go yeah. anywhere else. Whereas in this, in this setup, they have their lives that they lead and then some of it is filmed and then crazy crap happens. And we saw the same thing happen in Love is Blind season two. We're hearing about this massive fight between a couple but we don't see even a second of footage of it, right? And also, uh, yeah. so that was Natalie's ex-girlfriend coming out of the woodwork to confront another yes. <laughs> contestant yeah. at his yes. family's home. Yeah, we saw, we saw no footage of that. It's just a different setup, what they've got here, and it's harder to get people to agree to essentially turn their lives over to a reality TV show production if they're not dead certain they're going to become famous from it so when it's the bachelor you're like okay i know i'll become famous from this or have a good chance but if it's some netflix show you've never heard of well it's a little bit different but if you look at the following counts of everyone who is on that show on instagram you will note that uh, yeah in fact uh these people have become uh, pretty famous so there's that but yeah it was uh it was something can i can i just say something about the the start of the show because i know i don't think we're going to talk much about this person but i do want to mention so there was those two proposals right at the start. And we'll talk about the second one in just a bit. But all of a sudden, Alexis gets proposed to, and it's this big deal. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, hmm. but either of you, when you saw Alexis for the first time, did you think to yourself, well, I'm going to hate this person? And then, like, <laughs> felt inc incredibly justified by it, like, ten minutes later? Was that just me that that happened to? I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I wasn't, I, I I was adjacent to that for sure, but I definitely had like a, eh, let me give it a chance. And then the second she's, because I believe the first thing she that came out of her mouth in her confessional was um, several very antiquated views on relationship and specifically gender roles within those relationships. Because I believe yes. one of her, one of her lines was, uh, I can't marry Hunter until he makes more money than me because that's just not how I live my life. And it's like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> right? Like, just goddamn. <laughs> right? And, and then, 
Yeah, and she was awful. She was awful the whole way. I didn't I didn't see one there there was not one redeeming quality. And one thing I'll say for this show is thank God she was the hell out of there about as fast as possible. We got I think a minimal amount of Alexis in this show. And I believe we have Hunter to thank for that. So good for Hunter, I say. Yeah, the proposal helped us with the Alexis situation, definitely. Thank you, Hunter. I will step in here and say that I didn't really have an initial uh, gut reaction to Alexis until she did start making those uh, very questionable statements. And it was probably in her date with Colby uh, where it was it was so blatantly on display and his facial reactions even to what she was saying in the moment were kind of funny. And, And I'm not sure if I missed something. Uh, because when he eventually said to her, nah, I would not like to go on another date or, you know, like I'm not feeling it. it. My recollection is that he tried to gently extract himself from that possible yes. <laughs> burgeoning relationship. Yep. She did not take kindly to that. And she pushed uh, for a more honest answer from him in terms of why he wasn't into it. And he didn't actually come clean entirely. Instead, he sort of lied and said that he wasn't attracted to her, didn't find her attractive. I don't think that um, was a lie. <laughs> like, What's I, that? I, I don't think that was a lie. I, no, I don't think I don't he was think, attracted to her. No, that's fine. But I'm saying that, like, I think the real issue was her personality. And he could not be attracted to the personality. But to me, she misunderstood kind of maybe what he was getting at. And I think it was a bit too vague. Maybe he should have been more honest with her. Uh, and, you know, maybe made it clear what the uh, overarching issue was. But, uh, yeah, I hope the best for her and for Hunter. I hope that they grow in their relationship and that it is a healthy one for them. Yeah, and but, I mean, she also had the borderline racist take of, I don't believe that he's not attracted to me because Madeline and I are the only two who look alike here, <laughs> which was basically oh her way. Of, yeah, that, that, was, that was basically her way of saying Madeline and I are the only two white blonde women here, so he has to be attracted yeah, to me else, because he's attracted to her. Everyone else here is black. Like, yeah, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and right. Also, while we're while we're talking about that, fantastic show of diversity on on this show. Yay. Oh yeah, for sure. So just I wanted to make that real clear and I know that we all feel the same on that pro diversity, especially yeah. in these dating reality shows where it is so often whitewashed and there isn't a lot of diversity. So good on on good on them on that Cough front. bachelor cough. All the yeah. bachelor bachelors getting better. They're slowly getting better. It's a very slow process, but they're getting better for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, well, let's talk about the second proposal and, and the event that led <laughs> up to it, because that was perhaps holy, the craziest thing that happened on the show. Right? Holy God. Uh, that was, that was something else that, I mean, like just an all time, sp- I, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. I, cause I don't watch the reality shows. Like the, I don't watch the real housewives type shows. I really only watch like reality dating shows. I imagine this is the sort of meltdown that would happen. That, that's sort of a par for the course on on those weekly kind of Real Housewivesy type shows, I would imagine. But in these dating shows, that was a that spiral by Nathan during that we're supposed to be choosing uh, our wife let swap. Me, let me describe, it and then we'll oh, talk about. Please it. do. So yeah, like you said, we're supposed to be choosing. And Nathan's like, you know, this is someone who is on the Titanic and he knows it and he is looking for a door yeah. and he's not sure he's going to find one. And you should preface and... this by saying that he's the one who issued the ultimatum in this in, in this yes. thing. Like he issued the ultimatum to his girlfriend, Lauren. So, proceed. Yes. So he is looking for the door and he is not finding it. So he's essentially saying to all the women there, like, Hey, like, what, what about us? And he's realizing that's not going to happen. And he says to Madeline, literally a few seconds before he proposes to Lauren, hey, I'm going to choose you. And Madeline's <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. She's like, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. I, I, was I thought you were with production. I yeah. you were on the show. Like, it was even worse than that because it started with him. It started with him being like, I thought I had a, 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 a connection with, Sh- I believe it was Shanique that he thought he had a uh, connection with. And then she was just kind of like, no, I'm more into Zay, uh, which makes sense because uh, Zay was a much more attractive man, quite frankly. And uh, she and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Zay. And then he goes, oh, well, crap. Well, I guess I thought I had, uh, I, I thought I had a... a 
a bit of a thing with April, which we never saw. So he shipped it over to April. Uh, but April immediately stood up and uh, like two seconds ago had just got rebuffed by Hunter because she was about to stand up and go, um, Hunter, I would like to, uh, you're such a great person. And right before, and that was the thing where Hunter was like, oh shit, she's going to pick me. I got to turn and propose to Alexis real quick before this gets out of hand. So he was down two doors. And then as you mentioned, Greg, he was like, uh, whispering to Madeline, uh, uh, that whole fiasco happened. But And then he sat there kind of stewing, and then this whole thing was backfiring on him because he's the one who issued the ultimatum. And then Colby gets up, and he is literally about to ask Lauren, who was going to say, yes, I will do this experiment or whatever with you. And then he just goes, fuck it, I got to pull the chute. And then runs over, and he's like... "But I like, And I'm glad Nick Lachey asked him about this in the... Uh, in the... In the the reunion special, which would have been like what, which was, you know, he asked him straight up, uh, what would you have done if Hunter didn't already break the format of the show? Because he was literally like the whispering to uh, Madeline lets you know that he was just looking for some sort of lifeline there and it wasn't happening. And then Hunter threw him one and he was like, well, screw it. I got to do this now. Otherwise my girl's going to have somebody and I'm going to be stuck with nobody. And then I, for, and then I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I for sure thought Lauren was going to say, no, let's continue this. Yeah. Instead. She goes, uh, absolutely. Which I was like, Whoa, I did not see that coming. That was, I'm like, yeah, this is the best. Like prepared for like, this is going to be an incredible moment. She's going to say, and then who knows how this goes from here. And then she said, yes. I'm like, what the hell? So, <laughs> yeah, I was a bit disappointed. I'm not going to lie. And that was madness because they had an actual, because unlike most of the, the groups, because we can get into the ages of these people in a second and the years that they've been together, they were the only two who uh, probably had a legitimate reason why they should be issuing this ultimatum. Because Lauren said she doesn't want to have kids. And Nathan, and again, on the reunion special, there was a montage where he said, I want to be a dad about 47 times within the span of the episode and a half. He was on the screen. Like, that that's a real problem that people in real life have, which is like... It, like that's that's a problem that people who have been in long-term relationships actually in for real life break up about is is the want or not thereof of uh having children like that that's a real thing this is a real problem everybody else just seemed to be like we've been together for two years and i'm in my mid-20s so either put a ring on it or let's fuck off with this right which was like wild absolutely wild i don't know what did you think of that moment jess when horn said yes because I think that it was that that whole episode and especially that five minute span where everything just kind of imploded uh, was spectacular to watch. Um, And and I I feel like at that point I thought, what is going on? Because I had had some reservations about exactly, uh, I guess, the format of the show and the rationale for the show heading into this. And even in just the mini dates that we saw, the conversations that were being had. And I just kind of thought... I don't know about the premise of this show and like couples going on this show to have this conversation with each other and do this experiment. And actually for me reading a little bit of uh, some of the behind the scenes information about the series, once it was all said and done, I think it helped me to better understand exactly what may have been going on in some of these folks' minds, because uh, there was an interview that like Buzzfeed did with a few of the cast members and they told them saying that, you know, when we, signed up for this show we didn't actually necessarily know that it was a, about a marriage ultimatum they uh, the people the producers approached them over social media and slid into their dms uh, and the pitch was sort of like are you stalled in your relationship do you have someone that you really love but you know there are some issues that you keep having with each other so it wasn't necessarily completely spelled out how this was actually going to play out for them and, and the rationale for them being on there so Uh, You know, a lot of these folks were just kind of like, yeah, let's do this experiment. But, you know, this is kind of about the fame, too. Uh, And then maybe they kind of got in a little deeper than they thought they were going to get with this whole situation. And so uh, maybe that's where part of the confusion was for some of the people in those moments was as they're pairing off. And for me, it just kind of helped to make it clear uh, the rationale and the mindset of of the couples going into this experiment. Because for me, I was just like, why would you do this? to yourself on national TV, international TV. But yeah, it was, 
definitely shocking. And I just kind of thought, where is this going to go next? Because, I mean, big issues like the children one that you mentioned, Pierce, those are not issues that you can just fix in the matter of a couple of days. And that was, I think, the big concern from a lot of the other couples around that table saying, how can you propose to her when you still have not reached an actual resolution on this issue? And so people wondered, you know, how legitimate that proposal really was. Uh, And I think that was a fair question, which they went on to ask later. And like that actually, I think gave Lauren, who obviously did not have a lot of uh, she she did not get a lot of game minutes on this television show. But boy, did she she make she might have had the best line of the entire series in the reunion special when Vanessa Lachey asked her about, you know, well, are you guys working out uh, your child issues? And Lauren looked Vanessa Lachey dead in her eyes. And said, um, yeah, the two of us are actually working out with a uh, real couples counselor. <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit! <laughs> right? Just looked her dead in the eye and said that on the reunion special. And I was like, oh, good lord. It, it, this whole ultimatum thing is weird. Admit, Sorry, go ahead, Craig. I have a question on from, from the, the Lauren thing here. Yeah. In other relationships, when there's something that uh, there's a disagreement on, like, hey, okay, I want to live in London. Well, I want to live in Windsor. Okay, we find a place in chat. Mm-hmm. Or I want to have a boat that we go to on the weekend. Well, I want to go camping all the time. All right, maybe we'll find a trailer and rent a boat. Like, but kids, yeah, like, there's no middle ground. <laughs> But it seems like they it seems like they did they said that though cuz he said he wanted at least two and she said he not wanted none and then they said and then and then they said uh, I I think we're going to settle on one which is the exact scenario that you were talking about but you can't fucking do that with kids like you can with a boat or a place to live like you just succinctly put there Craig Here's one thing, though, that I think was quite insightful from Colby, of all people, was Uh he figured in the conversations that he was having with Lauren about the kid issue, and also not to get too off topic here, but I think that Lauren was able to perhaps be a little bit more open with him, as it is often easier to be with people that you don't necessarily have a super long history with. And Mm -hmm. so she could say to him, yeah, like, I'm... I'm very hesitant because I don't know what the situation would be raising that child. How would, you know, Nathan be in that role as father? Is he going to be involved or will he kind of leave me with the child (laughs) to do all the rearing while he's at work and not be involved after hours? And so I think maybe she shut down a little bit more about the idea of children because the approach that Nathan was taking was kind of like all in and he wasn't really hearing her with the reservations that she had. And so Colby, I think, gave her a taste of what talking that through would be like. And so hopefully old Nate is doing that now as they work with their legitimate couples counselor. Um, And that's that's the way to move forward. But if you are just kind of like brick wall and refuse to listen to what your partner has to say about it, no wonder she was shutting down because she's like, he's not going to listen to me, so I'm not going to give an inch. And (laughs) that's it. Oh, it's just so wild. And it's just crazy because like when you like when you think about the ultimatum, you think about probably more like people who have been in long term relationships where it's like, OK, we've been together for eight years and it's time for, and we're in our like, I don't know, mid mid 30, mid to late 30s. And it's like, all right, let's it's and shit or get off the pot. Right. Yeah. yeah. 23. And a lot of these people were 23, although apparently they were lying about their ages. Uh, a little bit, uh, which, you know, makes sense because Alexis 25, fuck off with that. Uh, So uh, this, a lot of people were, yeah, like people were mid twenties and a lot of them just said, we've been together for two years. And I'm like, okay, so if you're in your mid twenties and you've been together for two years, that means like you basically started a relationship right before COVID started. And I don't know. I, I don't know if the fact that these relationships allegedly survived COVID, that they've been expedited by five years, so it feels more like a seven-year relationship. But either way, like this one really should have been called, instead of ultimatum, colon, marry or move on, it should have been like the ultimatum, colon, slow the fuck down, right? Like, what are we doing here? This is ridiculous. Because, like, April, who we should get into now, was obviously the the most insane culprit of this, and in in the sense that she was with um, Jake for two years, uh, 
one of which he only one of which he had just got out of the army or the I guess he was a marine or something. But he 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 was in overseas for like five years, which means they were only really. And like I don't know anything about serving my country, but I imagine it's an insane adjustment to come back from that. And I don't know if you just want to dive right in like one year out of adjusting to that life. It was it, like adjusting back from that life. I don't know. It was it it, it was wild and and. I guess we can get into April now. One of the most fascinating reality TV show characters we've ever had. Craig, what did you make of April? April was all over the place, man. Like, it was just... You could just tell the whole thing was a whirlwind. And obviously she's arguing with people. Um, I think it's probably for the best that her and Jake kind of... are separate ways. Uh, For sure. yeah, it just it, it, like yeah, it, and I don't think she's she's a bad person, but I didn't like her on the show. If that makes sense, although there no. are a couple of moments around April, gotta just not be like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what were your what were your going through. thoughts, Jess? Yeah, uh, I, you know what? I got a soft spot for April. I think that in general, she probably had good intentions. And again, so much of this now, after I've read the behind the scenes stuff, it makes me really question uh, people's behavior in the show. And if it really was just ramped up for, uh, you know, the the dramatic factor and, of course, shock. Like, I'm not that naive. It is reality TV. Of course they want the drama. Um, But, you know, reading that before they even went on this whole uh, filming expedition, Jake planned to propose to her. He had booked, like, a Caribbean cruise, and he was going to do it. And then they got word that they were selected for the show. And that's, you know, what happened. And you know what? Thank goodness they did go on the show, because from seeing everything that happened, they're probably not well-suited to each other, and they're not together now, as we know. And so, you know, maybe it's a it's a stroke of of good luck that they did get selected for this and that they didn't wind up getting married. But, you know, like he was going to pop the question. <laughs> so it just makes you think, my God, <laughs> everything is is so crazy. And I think Jake may have actually said at some point during all of this, you know, your life can be totally flipped upside down in the span of two months. And they all walk away from it completely in different situations for the most part. He, Jake and Ray had such chemistry right off the bat. And then when that dinner was over and April and Colby were basically outside of whatever building they shot that in going like, what the fuck happened? How did we end up like this? Just completely backfired for both of us, right? I was just saying they're going, this is not going to end well for you because he has ended up with a like a very attractive woman who he has chemistry with and seems to be a lot less, uh, I guess, high maintenance for lack of a better term, a little more chill, if you will. Uh, Like he'd only known her for like three days. It's really easy to be a chill person for three days. Very (laughs) true. Very true. There's a history with April. Not to to jump in there, but I just felt like maybe to clarify. But I feel like my chill thing was backed up a little bit by the fact that when Ray met, jake's mom and jake was just kind of like see there's a lot of better there's tons of better women out there like it was like his mom his mom was walking a fine line between anti-april but also not pro ray you know right like she was like she was like don't don't throw away everything for ray but also don't be with april right you know like it was it was oh it was wild The, the meeting of the parents in this was was nuts because also like Ray, like because Ray also took uh, Jake to see her dad, who apparently is like a Ferrari driver, and yeah, that fun. Yeah, that was crazy. And then the entire time, like Ray's dad spent the entire time not necessarily talking about how great her relationship is or how much, you know, she, he liked Jake or whatever, but basically spent the entire time ripping on Zay. And it was just like, this is bad. You know, it's just like, this is very bad. Oh, it was very awkward. And like, and like coupled with the fact that in Ray's an opening IT ITM, where we're basically getting introduced to the character of Ray, they flat out ask her. So what is the thing you love most about Zay? And, she comes up fucking blank, you guys. She said, she goes, um, 
uh, I, I don't know. Can we skip that question? <laughs> it was like, what? You can't come up with that. And I realize it gets hot under the lights, like from time to time. But I mean, you can't just say, "Oh, I like his smile," or that he's a good person, or you got nothing. Here's the thing with Zay. Yeah. Zay is from conventional standards. An extremely hot guy. Yes, if we're, if we're, if we're going from the lizard part of our brains, right? Yeah, probably the most attractive person on the show. If we're being, if we're speaking with the lizard part of our brains, right? Like, I would, I would, I would say that's easily. And it's just, I just would have said, said, man, Zay's really hot because, like, yeah. that's just a true so there you go anyway yeah yeah it absolutely it absolutely was but i just it was it was just wow it it was wild and um i'm glad that she had her moment in the reunion too where she was talking about how i guess she's she's uh uh she she said that she was bisexual and that she she's I guess she was in like a short relationship with a woman afterwards and she was getting in touch with that side of her sexuality and it was like, and that she was feeling better about her. And I believe she said that she was going through therapy, which, you know, ultimately is what most people who go on reality TV truly need as opposed to going on reality TV. But, um, she, and I said this to Jess, I have, I know nothing about this woman that Ray has been seeing. Mm-hmm. I have no information about her whatsoever. I think she's probably a better partner than Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake and his you know, stuff. And his Jake yeah, and his. I have no information about this person, but I feel good about the bet that I just made. Yeah, Jake and his Steph Curry looking ass. Uh, I, I mean, I guess we can talk about Jake now. I mean, Jake, not. I don't think he was a bad guy, but it was just like fucking you gotta at a certain point you gotta make a decision on something you can't just kind of waffle and then stand under the guise of well i was dragged on this show and it's like bullshit dude you have to sign waivers to be on on this type of stuff yeah so and he wanted you, to say that every opportunity he got well i don't want to oh and did <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this just quickly uh to harken back to um ray a little bit and i think it just overall kind of shows that for so many people They've come out of this experience. Yes, it may have, you know, battered them emotionally as they as they go through this, but they've come out the other side with maybe a better understanding of who they are and tapping into, you know, professional resources and not in the same position that they were going into it. So it's it's really good that they've come out of it not in the same relationships if those relationships were were very, you know, rocky to begin with. And um, Jake. I, like a good looking dude. I think he's an attractive guy and I hope that he also learns from it. And like you guys said, you know, takes responsibility and makes a decision. Some of the things that I didn't like with him, he lied to April at the end when they were, you know, having to make their, their choice, whether they would uh, accept the ultimatum or not. He said, oh, I'm not leaving here with Ray. We're not running off together. And I don't know, explain the one-way tickets to anywhere in the world then. Like, if that's not yeah. running away, I don't know what is, Jake. So to me, and like a lot of people have this issue, whether on reality shows or in real life, they end up lying, thinking that they're going to save someone's feelings when it's so much better to just be honest. Because what happens when people watch these things back and find out the truth anyway? So for April in this situation, or for Zay... And the physical uh, chemistry that he wound up having with um, with Shanique. So it's like, you know, that big massive blow up that happened in the reunion show where Ray sounded off on Zay. And believe it or not, I wound up sleeping through that uh, shouting match <laughs> when I first watched the, the reunion show. I had to go back and rewatch it. Um, but yeah, like, just be honest. So many of our issues in life and in relationships would be easily uh you know sorted through with honesty maybe it's not going to be always comfortable but it's honesty is the best policy it's a cliche for a reason what was your take jess on her or or what was your stance on her on april going through jake's phone and that whole fiat fiasco Uh, which we should we should mention the fact that all these people had their phones that was stunning to me absolutely stunning because they just don't do that on most reality tv they they just don't do that that. yeah they said that um i don't remember if that was like during the reunion show or in the stuff that i read after the fact 
uh, where they said that they feel like it probably would have been a better experience if they hadn't had the phone because they were able to communicate with their original partners, like their girlfriends or boyfriends, yeah. while they were in the other couples. And it was just kind of like distracting for them where they maybe felt like they couldn't entirely immerse themselves in the process with the other person because they were still in contact. Um, in general, I feel like if you're snooping around on your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, partner's phone, not a good sign. <laughs> uh, if you don't trust them, you know, I yeah. think that's probably not a good sign. Now, I, I forget, there was some back and forth during the reunion show about the, the phone snooping, right? Like something to do with him also doing that to her, Jake also checking April's phone. I'm, I'm not entirely sure of that, but... Generally speaking, not a great thing to do. And I think it says more about your own state of the relationship versus the act of checking the phone itself. Craig, your thoughts on phone gate? No, I I, I agree entirely. If uh, you feel as though you need to wonder what your your partner is saying to the outside world, that is as big a red flag as it comes, right? Because you should say, hey, you should like it's it's pretty innocent to say oh yeah who you chatting with and that's just you know that's just everyday conversation if you're wondering what's going on text messaging but if you don't trust that person to tell the truth that is such a large problem that it desperately needs to be addressed so uh, yeah when anyone's checking anyone else's phone that is probably a sign that hey wait a minute maybe this should go a different direction so I'm glad it did I, I mean here here's my th- thoughts on it I guess. Perhaps I'm being too literal in in this sense, but in a court of law, you guys, if you obtain the evidence illegally, it's inadmissible, right? Like I I don't know, and, and to me that's you're 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 acquiring information and evidence illegally. Uh, so yeah, don't go stupid through other people's phones. I I agree entirely. Um, I think it's about time that we get to Madeline and Colby. We've been yeah. dancing around. We've been dancing around it a little bit here on this pod. This was a absolutely fascinating journey by these two people. That I, I just, in the end, I, I did not get what was going on. So Colby is the one who issued the ultimatum uh, to Madeline, uh, one of the two men who did the other being, uh, the aforementioned Nate and his, uh, ill, ill conceived, uh, ultimatum. But Madeline, I, I spent this entire show thinking this girl hates Colby, which makes sense. Cause Colby was a little bit of a, how do you say douchebag? And, spent the entire time they, they spent the entire time fighting with each other there was an awkward dinner where madeline was talking with her friends and her friends were all saying colby sucks go like continue going with randall and then a dinner which Kobe crashed which was fucking awkward and then like it, it, it just kept going like she doesn't even like him what which is like the meme like the most heavy meme that has come out of this show is everybody just basically going madeline doesn't even like Kobe. but in the end i don't I don't get he he was just he was so weird and just seemed like the old arrested development line Craig of you gotta lock that down right where he was just like he was just trying to lock this down and in the end like after episode and after episode after episode of them seeing like they hated each other and should break up and at one point I thought they did break up quite frankly with that conversation where he was laying on the end of the bed and then when it was all said and done he's like you want to get married and she goes yeah and then lo and behold during the reunion episode they come out and she's seven months pregnant and I'm just like what the fuck is going on here this is god damn it I I totally get that happened yeah when they showed the and they showed the panel for the and I'm like, wait a minute, where are Madeline and Colby? Yeah, they're not here. And uh, so I, I said that to, to my wife as we were watching it. And they're like, all right, out comes Madeline and Colby. And I'm like, wait, oh, wait a minute. She's pregnant. It was just like I literally gasped as I saw it. It was something. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, I don't remember who, somebody somebody DM'd me on Twitter and they were like, wouldn't it be hilarious if it was Randall's baby? <laughs> I was like, oh God, sure would. But yeah, I definitely don't think it's gone down like that. But it, like, it, it this was, this was wild because like the, I think the second most iconic, because obviously the one we've talked about it several times, but the most iconic um, 
scene in this show was the, the was the dinner scene with the double proposals and whatnot that just biffed the the format of the show. But number two might have been Madeline getting white girl wasted uh, when they were hanging out with all the other girls on the show and her just saying to Shanique's face that she was like, Randall had a boner when he was lying oh, next God. to me. And it was like, oh my God. It was like, what is happening? The word, the word boner was used a lot in this show. Oh, yeah, I hadn't... I the word boner to be said zero times. And like... It was at least five or six. If you played a drinking game and the drinking game was just drink every time they played Boner, you would have died. You would have died. <laughs> like, it was... Uh, it was wild. This was one of the most confounding arcs that a couple has ever had in reality TV that I've ever seen, up until the point that I could not believe that it ended with the not only the proposal, the acceptance of the proposal, but also the let's get married right now, which apparently was unofficial but then like a week later they made it official in real life. Was it the next day? Oh good lord. Yeah, I heard it. And the producer went with them. Oh my lord. And I heard that was with us. Again, stuff they should be filming. <laughs> like I re- like first season, I know they're working the kinks out. They're working the kinks out. Take their phones away. Let's start with that. <laughs> and then, but man, Jess, what were your takes on Madeline V. Kobe? Oh my goodness. Ugh, where to start? <laughs> Again. You can start you can start with his three piece suit and fucking telling that that he wore to a casual get together. God, what a knob. He really likes his his cowboy hat. I will say he's, that. He's got and a look. Yeah, he's got a look. It's distinct. It's distinct. It is a choice, a fashion choice. Um, <laughs> I won't comment on that. But I, I just felt like they were probably two of the people who are the most glaringly that I thought should not get married. And so seeing them go through all of the just craziness through the series and then to end with the on the spot marriage i just thought there's there's got there must have been so much more going on behind the scenes and and that's why this sounds dumb to say but like my faith in this series and the premise of it is just kind of trashed right now because of how wild the swings were for uh, in terms of their levels of commitment for some of these couples and colby and madeline are are right up there just because things were so uh blatant that she was excited to be seeing other people really was into it loved randall yeah. by the sounds of it and then several weeks later to be like nah let's lock it down and and put a ring on it to me it just kind of makes the rest of the experience seem like it none of it was real and it was just super trumped up for (laughs) for the reality tv aspect which is fair that's what it is it's it's for entertainment it's for ratings they want that drama but to me i just kind of look at it and think come on like this can't have been real for you in any capacity and you have to wonder also about Madeline's friends. And as we were talking about Ray's dad bashing Zay, so too have Madeline's friends gone off on Colby in person and behind his back. Yeah, like they went for him. And now it's on TV. (laughs) Yeah, yeah and, and they talked about that in the reunion, too, saying, you know, like, what is your relationship now with her friends, Colby and, and Madeline, you know, looking back at at those interactions? And she was like, you know, I'm I love Colby now. And like I, I was having problems with them then. So they are my ride or die. They were on my side. And now I'm good with him. And so they're good with him. And I just kind of thought, this is why if somebody breaks up. You are not supposed to bash the other person, their their ex, for a little while. Make sure that the, the separation is going to stick before you sound off on it because you don't have to have situations like this where it's so awful. But that's exactly what happened. So I think for Madeline and Colby, either they were super happy to begin with and they just played this up so that they would be a crazy couple on this show and get more ratings and more attention – or I don't know what it says if they weren't, and this was all a legitimate roller coaster. So I'm I'm torn on them, but I I was not big fans of them. Well, Madeline, if this was a if this was a work for Madeline and Colby, they both kind of like you know, they were they were yeah, pretty I, far in the acting process. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think we were getting like wrestling style work by them at all. It's just it's just man, it, it's just because like. 
then it I'm concerned so... about them. If it wasn't a work... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's... I think you just nailed it there, yeah. Uh, that That is just like... Yeah, I think they have the kid that's most likely to grow up and sue Netflix for emotional damages. Uh, I, I just... It, it show says Netflix lawyer. <laughs> yeah, technically, and like that was so weird too. When like Nick Lachey was like, "It's our baby, it's our baby." I'm kidding, but I'm like, I don't think you were Nick Lachey. I think you really want to name. I think you really want to have that kid named Ultimatum for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I gotta say though, I definitely <laughs> called that they were gonna get a, a brushed metal sippy cup. I called it. You did, yeah. I I, I, I had no idea what it was going to be. And then when it was, I'm like, ah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, the, the <laughs> metal slippy cup. The, did you notice they had silver ones on this show? And that, yes. uh, like, was that was that them ranking their show? Was that this production company ranking their shows that uh, Love is Blind had all gold? <laughs> like, and this yeah. show had all silver? Uh, that, was that a subconscious thing, I wonder? Um, I mean, Colby, I just... One of the most unlikable <laughs> reality show characters we've like this. This guy would have been a villain on The Bachelorette, right? Would he? Would he not? This this just a straight up villain if he was on The Bachelorette, who would have lasted I don't know like six episodes and then would have went on a two on one and got sent home finally. And Twitter and social media essentially would have rejoiced at Kobe's exit because he was just he was so full of himself you know he was he was so cocky and not in that good like way you want an athlete to be a little bit cocky right here's what i will say for uh, colby the ladies on that show liked colby apparently yeah i I, you know yeah like i'm alexis went to him right away and lauren was vibing yep yep i think i think it's because he's a slime ball craig I think it's because he's a slime ball. I think he, I think he can kind of smooth operator, little bit of a smooth operator. Because I mean, he got whatever, whatever guy him and whatever uh, lady, uh, ladies him and Zay ran into at the at the club. Obviously, also uh, found it. But then he was also texting said lady he met at the club for like three weeks during the show. Again, take their phones away, like Ultimatum Production crew. Don't know what you're doing. Hey, maybe That's they- like. Maybe they wanted some. Well, you know, the outside drama is harder to to get on yeah. camera. But maybe they they thought that the phones would create some drama, and they did. So they did a little bit that. for sure. April did go a snooping. We already discussed that, but it, it, <laughs> it was just it was just wild, and to the point where it led to a thing where Zay like and Kobe got into a little bit during that little uh, guys get together. Uh, that the little guys yeah. get together where say was like you need to switch seats with me because i'm about to punch this guy in the face if i'm like with it like if my arm is within reach of him this is this has got to stop production wise let me ask you guys this what did you think about having them all because this took place in austin texas did it not yeah. um yeah i believe it's all t- it all took place but like they were all in like the same when they were doing the the uh the trial marriages, I believe, was the official uh, name they gave this thing. Um, when they were doing the trial marriages, what did you make of them all being in the same building for this? Because I thought I thought that was a hamper too. I thought they should have been separated a, uh, a little bit more, not like different cities or anything like that, but definitely different See, buildings. I think that's that's experimenting because they may have mm-hmm. thought that hey, if there is like a confrontation in the hallway, that's good for us because we have well, cameras yeah, in the building and they'll be yeah. able to. See yeah you know and it's also yeah and you guys know that it's cheaper to shoot in one building too right so of course. yeah yeah, yeah, you of need less yeah i just think I, going forward right it might be better it might behoove them yeah. to separate them a bit more i I think that's just me though maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong on that one um uh who else we should, i guess we should, let's talk about some of the other couples um i would say my if i had to choose one favorite person that i had on this show i think my favorite person would be randall hmm. and i think he was a nice enough i think he was a really nice person um he was issued the ultimatum by Shanique. they ended up together which was nice and i believe they said they were still together after the uh after the uh, during the reunion special and that they were carving out like when they were going to get married and whatnot. So I, I wish them all the best. Um, 
Because they had a couple of moments where, like, there was one moment where Shanique was clearly drunk and was telling him, I believe the phrase she used was for him to stand in the corner or something yeah, like that. sit in the and, corner and, and be sad that he doesn't have her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And I thought he handled that situation about as well as you possibly could, especially given the fact that people are filming you in that exact moment when your your drunk girlfriend who is dating another man while you are dating another woman who you allegedly made out with in a uh, in a reality TV show. Um, I thought he handled that with as much I don't want to say class, but it's close to class and dignity as you could possibly do. So I don't know. I think I think I think Randall was my favorite and, and your impossible situation to handle with class and dignity, I believe. Yeah, fair, but the he... rarity of the situation. <laughs> exactly right. It, 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 there was no playbook for the situation yeah. he was in, and I thought he, I thought he was inventing the playbook as as it was as it was going on. I don't know, Randall. I I would say was my favorite. Uh, what What do you think, Craig? Who was your favorite if you had to choose a, a favorite for this one? <laughs> it's it's tough because <laughs> for the most part, these are not good people. Because like that's Jimmy Ray. They, yeah, Ray, I think, was all right. Had a couple of missteps there, but I, I, I would say Ray was probably number two on my list. Um, what about what about you, any, uh, Jess? Any uh, redeeming qualities that you can catch in any of these? I don't think I'm going to be able to say, like, one person outright. I think that there are multiple people who had, like, really good moments. Let's put it that way. And, and I don't want to be too harsh on anyone. I know that they signed up for this, but... At the same time, you're dealing with, like, some of the toughest moments in relationships, and it's all amplified, right? So anything that was, you know, bothering them before they entered this whole arena, it's just, like, jacked up to 100. Um, But, yeah, I I think almost everybody had moments where they, uh, you know, made me think, okay, good, that's good progress. For me, at the end of the day, my favorite kind of goes with the people who have shown a lot of growth and really kind of done some soul searching. And so that would be Shanique and Randall because they talked mm-hmm. about how uh, they did take a break after filming ended. They were technically single, but they were still, you know, staying in each other's orbits and supporting each other. And now they're back on track, which is great. And I think that's a real sign of maturity and, and you know, working through issues together. Um, same for, uh, you know, Ray separately from Jake. I think think as we've been talking about she's done a lot of work on herself and you know getting to know who she is and that's commendable and I think it's kind of one of the big morals of this (laughs) show and I've seen some people talk about this online it's that people should not be afraid to be single like don't settle for a relationship just to have one if you're not going to be happy and your best person within it like do some soul searching by yourself and get your own kind of house in order and then move on and, and, and try and, you know, find someone that's going to make you also happy. But yeah, it's, I, I think my favorite people are the ones that came out of this, you know, doing the best for them and, and really putting themselves first and, and trying to grow from it. So a very long winded way of saying, I'm not going to tell you who my favorite was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how about this? Let me see if I can get you to ask this one. Of the couples who got together, uh, which I believe was Randall Shanique, Hunter Alexis, and Colby Madeline, which one do you think lasts the longest? Or uh, does that, do any of them last for forever? Oh, my. Um, I think oh, the best shot, I'm going to maybe say Shanique and Randall. Just because they are really taking their time and they're not rushing into anything by the sounds of it. And so I think that calm and considered approach is going to set them up, hopefully, for the most success. Obviously, we don't know what's actually going on in their real lives and their real interactions with each other. But they didn't rush it. They (laughs) didn't get married on set on the same day as (laughs) filming ended. And so I I think that's probably a good sign that they're really taking their time and and being serious about it if they do, you know, put a ring on it and move forward. So Shanique and Randall, I feel like they've got a a really good shot. What about you, Craig? Most likely to secede. I am going to go off. Well, I don't know if off the board is right based on their current situation, but Mm. I'm going to take Madeline and Colby. Really? Interesting. 
He's already he's already shopping a reality uh, spinoff show involving him and his like family's winery. So oh my I don't know. He's we at least already have to... a winery uh, bachelor type person. Bachelor Ben wasn't that his name? Yeah, there's a few guys who have, who have owned wineries. Think about LCBO once. Did you now? Interesting. Yeah, when he was in town uh, promoting his wine, and mm. uh, I went out to cover it. <laughs> did you taste the wine? I did not because I was working. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I had to drive, but uh, I had a, a brief interaction with him. They wouldn't actually set aside time for me to talk to him uh, for like an actual interview, so I kind of just talked to him from the sidelines, <laughs> if I remember correctly. But it was uh, it was an interesting day. Oh lord! Um, I remember that. I, yeah. See, I think I think the couple that had, I for some reason I think Alexis and Hunter are probably gonna make it because like. He at, he genuinely went up and was like, I don't want to like. He genuinely was like, I don't think this show's gonna work for me, so I'm just gonna propose to her because I actually <laughs> kind of want to. And then she was, you know, like they they're already picking out dates and stuff like that. I I, I think they will. I th- I think they're just not. I th- I think they they suit each other. <laughs> is the is the is the i don't know i just feel like they'll they'll probably make it and hopefully we'll never hear from them again quite frankly um if there was a second season of this show what do you need i mean i imagine there's going to be a second season of this show what do what do you need uh because to me this this isn't as this is it's a hit but it's not the runaway hit that love is blind is right Mm -hmm. um i believe that there's room to improvement if you could change one thing about this show to help improvement what do you what do you think it would be jess oh gosh um i I don't know that's that's a hard a hard question i mean i'm probably gonna watch it no matter what (laughs) (laughs) with their silver brushed glasses instead of gold love is blind is still my fave um yeah but yeah i'll I'll definitely watch this as a as a runner-up uh i don't know that's that's really tough i'm i'm not sure probably uh not letting people do like a uh, like a um, almost like a bully offer with the proposals in that that matching episode it's like real estate we're gonna go a in there phenomenal term for what you just said yeah <laughs> bully offer. It's a bully offer. the real estate market's hot you know these relationships apparently are too gotta lock it down go in 250 oh, grand over asking i don't know it's I think they should knock that off. Like if you're going to if we're going to fight, let's fight. If we're going <laughs> to do this experiment, <laughs> let's do it. OK, OK. I think that's that's my my thing that they should change. What about you, Craig? Any ways to improve the ultimatum? Yeah, uh, I think that, uh, A, you'd need um, a little more timing surrounding uh, a little more time surrounding when you're actually being uh, when you're actually on camera. Uh, mm-hmm. which is easy to work out in the second season because you're getting people to sign up for a known brand. So they'll be willing to side a little uh, away a little more of their lives. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's a great uh, point. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think that um, they also, and, and look, this is going to be hard to find because you never know how people are going to truly be on TV. But I felt like love is blind season two, especially had heroes. You know what I mean? And yes. I just don't know if there were the heroes on this one. So yeah. you have to, you have to cast a little bit better, which again, that one is easier said than done. You got to get a little bit lucky with that too, to be clear. Yeah. The stuff they got lucky with on this show was Madeline Kobe are insane, but somehow work out. And also they're going to show up seven months pregnant for the reunion special. <laughs> and it's like, wow, God damn. That's yeah. like, what a, what a, what a stroke of luck as far as fantastic. the reveal of yeah. coming out. And like, like they don't just get to say I'm pregnant just based on the timing of the pregnancy. They come out. No, you don't have to hear a word. You know, yeah. she's pregnant. That yeah. Was fantastic. She was yeah ready to pop on stage. It was, uh, it was, she's it was something else. Out having the baby. I just checked her Instagram. Oh, all right. Well, congratulations so for her. Um, yeah, you, you hit, like, I had one small and one big. My one small I've mentioned several times. Take their phones away. Um, and number two, it, it was exactly that. We got to get some. We got to get some some people to root for on this show, right? That that was the the glaring difference between this and and Love Is Blind and and The Bachelor type things. The Bachelor naturally carves out. Okay, this is like every season you, you naturally get your villains and your heroes. This season of Ultimatum really had no <laughs> heroes, and we got to get some heroes. We need you need a deep tea. 
uh, to root for, which I, I was joking with Craig earlier that because we were, we were joking about uh, Colby trying to pitch a spinoff show to Netflix about his winery, and we both <laughs> came, to, came to the conclusion the only dating show spinoff we need right now would be titled Going Deep Tea, and it would be about her, like, coming to grips with uh the fame she has right now while dating and we're like yes let's get one season of that we don't need more than one season we just need a follow-up pup season of television with deep tea because we want to know what's going on in deep tea's life and it can be like three episodes an hour long yeah (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be 10 it can be whatever they feel is necessary we just i will i want to find out what happened because i loved her so much in season two of love is blind so (laughs) need that. that Definitely. Yeah, the public needs more deep tea. The public needs more deep tea. That's just we deserve more deep tea. <laughs> yeah, she was she was great. She was great. Anyway, uh, is there anything else you guys want to add to about uh, ultimatum colon marry or move on? I think that I would just once again uh, call maybe for a bit more honesty in how they recruit people for this show. I agree. That's a good yeah. point. After I read that BuzzFeed piece you sent me, yep. Yeah, it just yeah. left me feeling uh, like I, and again, I, I feel like I sound like a, a, a bit naive here when I say this. Like, uh, my buy in to this show is completely different now that I know that, that it, they, that some of them didn't really realize the ultimatum premise. And it sort of reminds me of uh, Too Hot to Handle, where they lie to mm. them about it being a dating show, like a normal dating show, and then they hit them with the no sexual contact. <laughs> another great show yeah but like that the yeah the structure for that one works though because the premise of that is supposed is is we're supposed to be shocking these people because one of the best moments of that show is the reveal of oh shit there's lana and they all go no right like right like that's they really should have all eyes open heading into it and understanding really what it means and because the way that it was, the way that it all kind of shook out, it really does make you question, well, were they really just going over the top on purpose because they're in it for the fame and everything, which is obviously a big attraction factor for reality TV casting in general. But if you want the buy-in from this whole thing, you really maybe need to be a little bit more honest about the people like going into this with their relationships. And if you want, if you want the public to really invest and think that it's worth watching, I think that needs to be uh you know tidied up a little bit yeah i don't know is it can can you do cash yeah can can you do cash incentives for a show like this i i I wonder like similar to too hot to because that's the thing about too hot to handle is too hot to handle you can you can break the system if you want you just it'll cost you money and then people get pissed off at you for costing them money right like that's that's you can like it's there it's in the it's in the premise of the show that you can that you yeah. can break the system, whereas in this Hear one, yeah, go ahead. There's already cash incentive to stay on the show. Fair, yeah. Think about the Instagram followings that'll be carved out by the four people who are mm-hmm. barely on, and by the yeah. rest of the cast. Yeah, and so yeah, so maybe as, yeah, maybe the show just naturally fixes. Yeah, maybe it just naturally <laughs> fixes itself going forward, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you might be right about that because that's what's currently going on with The Bachelor. Is there like The Bachelor has swung too far the other way, right? Where it's like they've got people who are going on the show primarily to be like, I just want to get Instagram followers, so and I know how the show works, so I can kind of manipulate my spot to do that. If only there were there were a phrase that we could use for people who are on The Bachelor <laughs> for those particular. Reason. individual yeah yeah so like maybe yeah Wait, what would yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever whatever would it be craig whatever would it be uh all right so that that's gonna Not be it for the this right motivations <laughs> yes yeah, close the right motivations yeah yeah let, let let off pod we'll we'll hammer it out and come back <laughs> with the phrase uh so that'll be it for uh for the ultimatum uh podcast this week uh Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that you can, uh, that you happen to be using on any of listening devices you might happen to have. Uh, please leave us a review, rate, and subscribe on anything that you happen to be downloading us on. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, that is going to be it for this week. I'll be back next week with something. I think Do we have the NFL draft next week, Craig? Is that next week or the week after? Uh, a week after. 
Okay. Well, maybe maybe we come on maybe we come on and talk about. <laughs> I knew Jess would know. I knew you knew Jess. I wanted to see if yeah. Craig was Je- on his toes. Jess, Jess has some Kenny Pick takes that we're going to need to hear. She sure does. She she wants to know what that what my lions are going to do with that two pick because I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that two ready. pick right now. Uh, the. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I imagine Craig, you'll probably be on next week. We'll talk probably either the NFL draft or, or hockey, hockey, hockey. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll know what the playoff. Uh, there's a good chance we know what the seedings are by the end of, or by mid next week, but uh, we also might not. So uh, we'll we'll play it by ear, but I imagine we'll have a pod next week. So uh, that is it. As always, Jess. Uh, Craig, great talking to you about reality television. Uh, can't wait. It's going to be freaking paradise soon. <laughs> so, yes. And uh, we got two bachelors. A lot of stuff coming. Plenty of reality TV stuff over the horizon. Uh, that is it. Take care, you guys. Take care, everybody listening. And we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.